What's up, everybody? It's John. Thank you so much for downloading the Rock Tape podcast. I hope everybody's having a fantastic summer. Uh, hopefully, everybody's staying cool and dry. It's getting pretty rainy out in the Midwest where I am, and I know it's getting real hot out west, so... Everybody be safe, please. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you lending me your ears. Today, I have Shante Kofelt with me, the movement maestro. Uh, Maestro, it's so much fun to to catch up with her. I'm so happy that we got the chance to be able to do this. I love talking and chatting with Maestro all the time. And she has had such a really unique career transition as we talk about because she is starting to really focus more on coaching individuals with improving their social media feed, primarily working with people who want to improve their uh, Instagram uh, page and improve upon uh, how they utilize that social media platform. It's a really cool discussion. This is something that I found very enlightening because I'm personally not a huge fan of social media as an entity, but I do respect the fact that it is something that's a huge part of our lives now. And we do have to utilize it to our benefit. But Shante does a really good job of dispelling different myths and giving us some great confidence in things that we can do to just basically present ourselves to a larger audience and have fun with it, too. So without any further ado, this is my conversation with the Movement Maestro. I am here with the Movement Maestro, Shante Kofeld. Hey, Shante, how are you? Dr. John, I'm doing great. Is this is this a, 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 a like can people see the video as well or no? I I'm I keep telling have? myself I'm gonna you know try to put up the video. I think I'm just gonna do it on my own YouTube page. So oh. like listeners, look out for that. But yeah, like I'd like to do it. But more than more than not, I started doing my interviews this way because it's just better conversation to absolutely. be absolutely. I can see you totally, to you. totally. I, I asked because for those of you listening to this, you can't see it. My dude has on a more love t-shirt and I'm just like, this is the best thing ever. Like, I appreciate you so much. Let's get into the intricacies of shirt making. Yes. Uh, This is a comfortable (laughs) shirt. It's really nice. So I don't know what distributor you chose. Well, I made it at home. I have a sewing machine. So when I, one of the biggest things with doing swag and, you know, I kind of learned this from Rock Tape as well. Like you don't want like crusty products like you want to put something out it's reflective of the brand and so i work with a company called bees tees they're actually out of new hampshire my va lex found them she does all things and so for those of you that are ever trying to do swag and send things be as hands-off with it as possible i don't do anything i tell her what i want the logo or design to look like lex makes it she sends it to the the company and they do all the things but i specify what shirts and hoodies and things like that that I want. Uh, and so it's really nice. If you already have a shirt that you like, you just look at the tag. Hopefully you haven't ripped it off already. Right. Some of them are so irritating. And I'm like, this is put this in a better spot. Uh, but if you still have the tag on it, uh, then I just send them the picture of like, here's the, the number on it. Here's the, what I, here's the thing I want. And then they go and make the things. And it's super hands-off. Yeah. It's, what, Christina got a couple of them. I think she got a tank and a long sleeve shirt. Um, but you know, we're working backwards. So that's good. Let's go. This is usually like an outro kind of thing, but um, tell everybody why you spell the word more wrong. Spell it better. <laughs> that's how I spell it. I spell it better. What's uh, we the origin it, of that? I know there's a story behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's a little story. We spell it M-O-A-R. Uh, and actually Hunter Cook, for those of you listening, you probably know him as Hunter Fitness. Nobody knows the actual name. Hunter Fitness on Instagram. He used to say more 
and spell it out M-O-A-R. And I was like, what is this? I like it. And he was like, it's just a better way to spell more. And I was like, yes, it is. And actually, if you Google it, it's like a thing. It's like, you know, you're combining more. And in my mind, you're combining more and roar. And so it's like a bigger, badder way of saying it. Uh, so I started using it then. And then uh, my recent friend, James Olivia Chu Hillman, they have a whole mantra philosophy around this concept of more you is better. And I married the two of spelling more M-O-A-R and this concept because it's one of the things that I teach and preach and look to, you know, bring out in the people that, I, that are in my ecosystem is just more of you. Uh, so put them together and now we got M-O-A-R, more you and like John's shirt, more love because uh, that was our pride edition. Well, it's, it's not just pride too. And, and anybody who can't see it, obviously listening right now, you've got the pride, but you've also got um, colors for trans uh, yeah. LBTGQ. I can never say the, the know, letters it's, it's correctly. A lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I just yeah. and, and no, not to offend anybody. I just I just can't totally. do it it's correctly. <laughs> so, um, but it's really cool design. You kind of almost have like a spearhead kind of uh, yeah. uh, combo of the flag. I love this shirt. Um, wore it treating patients today. Very comfortable. Dude, you're the best. Nice to move in. I appreciate you. It's good. Hey, I love your stuff. I love you. you. You're great. My guy. My guy. <laughs> it's really cool to be on the podcast and talking like, you know, I haven't seen you in quite a bit. We didn't have our, um, we didn't have our Rock Tape Instructor Summit. I actually, you know, retired from Rock Tape yeah. this year. We didn't have a summit anyway. And it's just like, Rock Tape is a family. Whether you're still, you know, working at the company or not, it's a family. It introduced me to the best people. I think about all the time meeting you at the, you know, the very first summit I went to uh, and just like kind of latching onto you. Cause I was like, he's very nice uh, and not doing crazy wild things uh, besides, you know, swinging, always swinging something, swinging a mace, swinging something. I'm swinging something all the time. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting that that's your first impression of me because oh. sometimes when people have a stronger idea, uh, impression of me, it's not usually he's nice. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought you were first meet me, I'm very timid too. So that honestly can can be, and I'm quiet. Basically, quiet. Exactly. It was quiet. Just, and I was like, that's it all the time. It's you're just very quiet. That's it's it. Like, and I loved that because I was dicks. not trying to say a lot. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like that that you latched on because that yeah. just builds our bond and our friendship to that too. So Absolutely. yeah, like you said, it's been last time I physically saw you in the same room. January 2020. Um, it seems like 11 years ago. It was not. Um, yeah, it's the wild. Director Summit, we were in Mexico. We were having a fun time. You got to see my kids and my oh, wife. We all got cheeks. to play together. She, yeah, tell everybody your obsession with my kids' cheeks. Dude, as I'm looking at you right now, I'm like, I see where they get it from. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, get it from I mom. see. Oh, man. Listen, you, this is a perfect combination. I can see. I don't know if it's the way the light's hitting, but I'm like, I see. This. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you folks listening to this, unless you are, you know, friends in person with the Campiones, you wouldn't have seen their kids because they don't put their faces on Instagram. But the kids have the cutest and best cheeks and just <laughs> amazing personalities. They're so adorable. And I saw them at, uh, you know, our, our instructor summit. And I mean, at, yeah, the instructor summit. And I was just like, what? This is illegal immediately, but apparently <laughs> they've learned how cute they are and they're using, they, have they weaponized the cheeks? I, th I think they have. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like there's something sinister behind it, <laughs> but they're so good so that good. it doesn't come off yeah. like that. So like, let's just accept the fact that my children are going to be your, your rulers of the world. Eventually. <laughs> just accept the fact, you know, if they're on their good side, they're fine. So yeah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> 
They're two very different kids too, in certain, certain respects too. So like my son will sweet talk you, uh, to death and my sister or my sister, my daughter daughter will, uh, will, uh, she'll give you the cold shoulder. And this is the fun thing. This is how I introduce myself at seminars. My, my daughter, I love her more than anything in the world. I think she hates me a little bit because (laughs) she makes me work for it. Like a hundred percent. Like I have, can daddy have a kiss? Mm, and she gives me a cold shoulder. Oh and she, she's not just being like, no, get away from me. She's like, it's a game now. Let's play a game. It. I love it. I love it. Building strong women. Yes, uh, exactly. I do not want her. I want her to fight and That's she it. will fight. I love it. She will fight. It. She will want for nothing and she will kill people in the apocalypse. <laughs> it's like, need be. <laughs> Uh, that's not what we're here to talk about though Shante. that's fair I mean you talk about anything well, we could all day fair. if we wanted to right yeah we should have the kids host a podcast that'd be oh fantastic gosh. what I wanted to talk to you about is something that you've you have a very interesting transition throughout your career your PT wow. You were treating PT for many, many years. You came on working with Rock Tape. Uh, you were teaching with Rock Tape. You, your your uh, uh, career, your profession evolved totally. to becoming a, do you like the word influencer? I mean, I'll, I will accept it because I want to put a positive spin on it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it, I use that word just simply because it's uh, a common word. Everybody kind yeah. of knows what it means. And you totally. become that. And you also are doing a really good job of teaching people how to use social media a little bit more effectively. I'm very interested to know kind of the, the catalyst for that transition. You know, as a treating PT, you go through so much school. You're so well-educated, so smart. I've seen you in, at, at work. Um, I've seen you, you know, in the thick of it with as the movement maestro. You've moved away from the movement in, in yeah. a way and really focusing on trying to help people gain a bit bigger following and really, you know, find their passion. What causes you to make that transition? Is that something you fell into or did you plan this? Not planned at all. Very much fell into. And I think that ties into that whole concept of more you and following the things that really light you up. I love that you use the word passion because I think that's a, a big part of it. And so for me, it's, I'm always just, you know, been drawn to problem solving. Uh, and then it's just been a matter of using different vehicles for that. So at first, it was absolutely movement because I loved it. I was passionate about it. It came easily. Um, and so that was in more of the treatment capacity. But then I was like, I am not so passionate about this. Like, you can be good at something and not be super passionate about it. And, you know, you don't probably shouldn't stick with that thing. So that uh, is really when I, you know, discovered, if you will, rock tape, uh, kind of fell into the social media thing in terms of using it, uh, stumbled across Perry Nicholson, which is, you know, Dr. Perry, uh, which is where I, you know, fell into rock tape and was like, this, I love this. I'm passionate about this. There is more to what I can be doing. I can be solving problems on a different scale for different people in different ways, um, as opposed to, you know, one-on-one treatment, which is phenomenal. And so for those of you that love doing it, awesome. We need people who do it and love it and are passionate about it and are really good at it. For me, I was like, I am not so passionate about this, but I you know, quickly found out I love teaching. I love educating the, the providers or helping the providers. So I started doing that with Rock Tape and really doubled down with that the whole time using social media just to put my knowledge out there and connect with people. There was never 
ever a game plan of like, I'm going to become an influencer or I'm going to start teaching business or I'm going to teach Instagram. It was literally, I'm solving the problem in front of me in the way that I like solving it. Uh, and that started evolving into helping business, helping people with kind of the business side of things. And that started through rock tape because anytime that, you know, you, you know, you are an instructor, people would ask for you to, to people ask for you to come and teach a course there, they reach out, Hey, can you teach this course? And anytime somebody specifically asked for me or brought me in and we coordinated it, we would go out to dinner and they would be like, I want to leave my job to the point where I would lead the conversation and be like, so you trying to leave your job? And they'd be like, how did you know this? I'm like, because everyone asks, you know, the same kind of question. So I started working with people kind of in that capacity, not to leave their job, but to figure out what were, would be next steps so that they could find that passion again and have the life, you know, have the life, build the life that they really wanted. Um, I was using social media this whole time to build my brand, but I was just solving the problems that uh, were pertinent, right? So the first, in the beginning, it was more about movement. And so that's, that's what I was putting out on, on Instagram. Uh, then it started switching into rock tape. So a lot of my content revolved around rock tape and setting up classes and things like that. Still with the movement aspect of it, but you know, largely like, here's how the tools and such work. Uh, and then as it started getting into helping people just create better lives, uh, lives, then that's where my content kind of started shifting into. Uh, and now that's what I do is I, I do the business coaching side of things, helping people. Uh, I would say I coach them not necessarily how to use Instagram more effectively more efficiently. They think that's what they, that they're coming in for. But what I teach them how to do is use Instagram more authentically and how to show up as themselves and figure out what they actually want to be saying, what they actually want to be doing. And in, in doing that, they tend to attract, not they tend to, they will attract the people who want that. Right? So maybe the audience is small, but they're so loyal because they believe in the same philosophy. They have the same values. They want the same things. They have shared goals, similar goals. Uh, and so that is now what I do. And it all happened very authentically, largely through a process of elimination of like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. What do I want to be doing? And then, you know, cutting back on the things I didn't want to be doing and allowing, you know, creating space such that the things I wanted to be doing could fill that in. Did this idea of more authenticity really come from something you experienced using uh, uh, social media, something you saw? Like, why do you specifically yeah. choose not to help someone move, use it more efficiently, but you say more authentically? Totally. I think that's just because I have how I have always been. And I didn't realize that was difficult for people or different until people started telling me that and, and saying that they were struggling to show up in a way that was truly reflective of them. Um, I credit my mom. I, with, I credit my mom for this and instilling me, you know, instilling this in me and even more so than instilling it in me, just supporting me. And I've never felt like I couldn't do something. I actually just did an episode with Allison. Um, for those of you listening, Allison Evans, she is like the, the, you know, rock tape matriarch. Rock tape mama um, bear. She is. She was the former, I should say, because Melissa yeah. has taken the reins so well. <laughs> uh, but Allison said the same thing. And she had a really strong mother figure there, too. both very supportive parents. Um, but I never felt like I couldn't do something. I uh, never felt I wasn't like jumping off the roof and being like, I could fly. It wasn't like that. Uh, but any, any endeavors that I had, my mom's were super supportive. And so I just showed up doing things that I wanted to be doing, things that I enjoyed doing. Uh, and so as I put that out on Instagram, sort of realizing that that's not what everyone was doing. 
was like, let me help you because that's actually the easiest thing, uh, even though there's a lot of difficulty that people face because of, you know, societal impacts and influences and things like that. But that is why it's largely because that's the path I took. That's the path that I knew. It's the path I had familiarity with. It's the path that I liked. It's the path that, you know, quote unquote worked and provided me a lot of success and happiness. And I was like, let me share that with others. What you mentioned, that's not what everybody was doing. What, what, what was everybody doing in your eyes? Do you, do you, did you notice again, you know, like people were presenting themselves and uh-huh. it seemed almost kind of like, I don't, I guess I could say scripted, you know, it just saw, it, it wasn't as authentic. Let's go back to that word. Totally. So there's a, um, I feel like I used it in one of my presentation. There is a picture, and I think it's Michael, but I think it's of Michael Phelps and the person in the lane next to him. And they're swimming, and they're like, you know, going to the end or whatever. And the guy in the lane next, I think it's Michael Phelps. I don't really know. Well, let's just say for the purpose of this, it is. It's a swimmer. Yes, yeah, a swimmer. Good swimmer. All right. And the guy in the lane next to him is looking at him, whereas Michael Phelps is just focused straight ahead. And that is what I saw. When people, are looking all around and just so focused on others, they can't be focused on their own goals. And in this case, you know, this is, you know, swimming and sports tend to be a zero sum game. Someone loses, someone wins. And in that case, it was a perfect example. Like Michael Phelps won. He wasn't focused on who's what, what's happening next to him and like, ah, oh, what are they doing? That is what I tend to see and still see a lot of on Instagram. And so what uh, it affects people. It, it's, it hurts them and that they're so busy watching what other people are doing and then thinking that they need to imitate that, mirror that, or it stops them because they're like, oh, but what did you know, Maestro put out? Should I change this because of that? And then they don't put anything out. If they don't share their gifts with the world, they don't get to figure out what they actually want to be saying, what they actually enjoy saying, what they you know, truly stand for. Because part of that is evolution. You learn that. Like when you first start something, oftentimes you are mirroring, mimicking what you've seen done before and what works. That's totally fine. But as you keep going, then you're like, yeah, this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. This is how I want to do it. But if you're constantly looking in the next lane, you just keep repeating that and you become like a reflection of that other thing. And that's what I saw a lot of on, on Instagram. Not to say that you need to have novel concepts because it's not about that. We're all repeating, you know, the same things. Uh, Adam actually put that quote in his book. Um, you know, it's, there's no such thing as a new idea. It's simply, you know, the same idea reiterated. It's bits of colored glass that you, you know, have your own mental kaleidoscope and you turn the glass and you, excuse me, you turn the dial and you share what you see. Uh, so it's not that we need to have novel concepts. It's that I want people to have the courage to say what their view of things was or is. Uh, and so when you tend to see a lot of the same stuff and said in the same way, uh, and people just being like, I can't come up, I, I can't come up with content. Uh, I'm really stuck on this. And I'm like, this is the easiest thing to share what you did today. Just share what your, your view on this is. Uh, and when seeing that people were stuck with that, and it was largely because they were trying to be someone else, and that's what was st- you know holding them up. I was like, all right, let me help you out. Do you, where do you think that that comes from? Is like sometimes I, I think when I look at social media and how it's it's risen to the prominence in our in our society as it has, I almost feel like people make an assumption like, oh, this is the way it has totally. to be kind of thing. It's like there's this totally. weird made up rule, but it's an unwritten rule, and every, well, that's the way it's supposed to work. But it really does. Why do you think that? happens? <laughs> I think for a few reasons. That's a great question. I think for a few reasons. I think uh, 
Number one is that people want friends. They want to fit in. And they're scared to say something different because they feel like maybe I won't have friends. Like if you really strip it down, like why might you be scared to say something different? Uh, who was it? Uh, James Clear put out a, I don't know what it's called. It's not an article in terms that we kind of think of. He wrote a blog post, we'll say, uh-huh, yeah. about this. Uh, and it said, why facts don't change people's opinions? Uh, well, we know and that. Exactly. Right? 100%. And it's just like, because people want more friends. They don't want more facts. They'd rather be wrong and have a community than be, quote unquote, you know, scientifically, if you will, right or objectively right and be alone for most people, right? So when they see how things have been done, it's always been done this way and other people having success, I think part of it is they don't want to do something that may uh, cause them to not have that community. What they don't realize is that if they share their opinions and their views, they will attract a community and they will build a community that is like-minded and shares those values. But they don't realize that because the first part is very scary. Right. Uh, I think there's a second part of that in that people like ease, right? And so if they see it's been done this way, people that maybe are looking for shortcuts are just like, well, I'm just going to do it that way because there's proof of concept there. Uh, it's harder to be like, wait a minute, is this the way I want to be doing it? Um, and there's nothing wrong with starting off, the kind of like I said before, there's nothing wrong with starting off and doing what you've seen others do, but you do need to evaluate at some point and be like, is this what I believe? Is this working for me? Do I like this? Instead of just blindly, you know, moving forward. The same thing can be said about treatment, right? It's all the same. Uh, And I think the third part is because we live, and again, maybe just going deeper with things, but I have sat with this and been like, why did people do this? I think it kind of ties into that first part. And it's that we we live, and I'm only going to speak to the US because like I haven't lived anywhere else, but we have a, a punitive society in that, if you do something wrong, if you step out of line, it's just inherently more punished than it is celebrated. And whether we learn that as kids, um, and which is again why I thank my mom so much, because I'm like, I didn't get that. I didn't get punished for being different or doing what I wanted to do. There was never like, don't do that. Stay, be the same or you know, do it this way. And just instead of like having more of that experiential learning. Uh, and so I think that people remember that and they're like, if I do this differently, I'm going to get punished. Mm-hmm. And instead of, because there's, difference, there's a difference between um, consequences and punishment, right? We tend to think of consequences as negative inherently, but it's just like, this is the outcome of this thing. And so we think of it typically kind of negative and like, it's punishment. And if I speak my mind, I will lose my friends. I will lose this support system. I will lose my job. I'll be punished for this thing. And so I think people instinctively, inherently kind of just do the same thing because they're like, I won't, you know, the, 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 the nail that sticks up gets hammered. And they're like, I don't want that. So I'm just going to be the same. What's up, everybody? It's John. Thank you so much for downloading the Rock Tape Podcast. And as a thank you, I want to offer you 15% off your next order of tape, topicals, and mobility tools and apparel at shop.rocktape.com. 15% off the best tape and gear around. Just use the code ROCKCAST. That's R-O-C-K-C-A-S-T at shop.rocktape.com for 15% off your next order. That's the code ROCKCAST for 15% off your next order of Rock Tape so you can go straight stronger, longer. 
I think it's an interesting topic you brush on now is going into this is the idea. I've always said this and this is, I do have a strong opinion about social media is it's something that has become so ever present in our life, but ultimately it's not necessary because mm-hmm. there are other ways to communicate. There's other ways to get your brand out there. There's other ways to do things, but it is so apparent that everybody's using it now. And it almost becomes like a, one of those, as much as I don't like the word have tos, to be able to do that. But you mentioned before about putting out content, the fear of putting out content or, or saying things a different way. I think where that comes from is the possibility of negative commentary. Totally trolling and people just going after you. And we know that, and there's evidence to show this, is that the rise of social media, there is connections with, you know, increased rates of depression Mm -hmm. and things like that. How do you teach someone to be more authentic in a platform where there's more access to them, either negative or positive, when there is that potential for that negative experience? Totally. Phenomenal question. I want to circle back. I have this, but I want to talk about it real quick because I totally agree with you in that it's not needed. So for you, if you listening to this, have a brick and mortar business, the best way to grow a brick and mortar business, an in-person business is with in-person strategies. It's not, you can't geo-target with Instagram. So like sure. I just did a presentation. I just did a talk to, to a mastermind about this. If I had a brick and mortar, and that's what I like doing, I would not be spending a ton of time on social media. I probably have something there because like you said, people do kind of equate it with just like, it's like the standard kind of normal, whatever that means. It's almost become like a search engine too. Exactly. You know, I heard about this business. Let me go check. Let me go check it. Whatever. Exactly. But that's what I mean too, is like in the grand scheme of things, it isn't necessary, but it it almost becomes necessary now because of the way people want to or totally to uh, uh, engage with you. Totally. And so for those people, I'm like, do the bare minimum and focus on the things that you know work and like in-person connections, getting results. Results are steroids for marketing. So focus on that for your in-person stuff and it will grow. But I totally agree. Like you just want to have like, simply, you know, very simple presence so that people don't think like, is this like a psycho? Like, is this a killer here? Like, because it's kind of, you know, the same as if before when you used to like Google someone, if they didn't have a website, you're kind of like, but also are you real? Or like, what is this? So you don't have to like have the best website, but just like a website. Same thing with social media. You have like something there and then that will be sufficient, especially if you're really focused on the in-person kind of things. Uh, But Helping people with this fear of perhaps getting trolled and, and negative comments. That's funny. I was just writing, writing in my notes section about this before we, before we hopped on this call. As a species, we are so loss averse, meaning we will focus so much more heavily on the negative side of something than we will celebrate the positive outcomes or something. Right, you can make a hundred dollars, but you're like, if you lose five, you're like, man, I lost five dollars. Like, but you made a hundred. You're like, but I lost five, right? and that's what we tend to focus on. I get it's kind of survival things tied in there. So that is innate. I understand that. My goal is to help people celebrate more, realize more, focus on more of that positive side of things because the negative side is going to be there. And if that's all you want to focus on, ooh, and that's all that's going to be there, you're probably going to stop. So. Whenever I work with people, whether it's in the group setting or one-on-one capacity, I have them start off with their why. And I'm like, why do you want to be on Instagram? 
is it to make a million dollars? By no means is that bad or wrong. I'm all about tangible, objective goals. But number one, if that's your focus, you're going to stop because those things don't happen fast. And you'll be like, my, the ROI of this, you know, the return on investment is terrible. I'm going to stop. When people start having deeper whys, then I can help them stick with it. So if people's why is to connect with people, if their why for being on social media is because they're like, I believe there's a better way to do this. I believe that how it's being done isn't super ideal and I can help people and I want to help people. Uh, if their why is, I don't want any other mom to ever say, I wish I had known. That's powerful. And when I have, I literally just have them write that down and then they keep looking. I want somewhere they can see it. And then they keep going back to that. So yes, the fear of these you know, possible negative things is there, but I need them to focus on their why, that positive. It's totally an instance of be scared, but do it anyway. For so many things, the scariest part is just thinking about it. And then I'll be like, have you gotten trolled? And they're like, no, because I haven't done any posts yet. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. So let's try one at a time remembering why you're doing this because you said there's a better way and you want people to know about it. You keep coming back to that. And then if you do get trolled, cool, then we can handle that and actually have, you know, we have like a, something to actually go with. It's the same thing with treating when people are like, I'm nervous about doing the treatment because maybe it won't work. Has it not worked? Has there been a negative, you know, outcome yet? Or you just think that this might happen. I get it. We have that, you know, healthy fear, but we move forward anyway. So that's how I usually address it. Not usually, that's how I always address it with people I work with because it is a very valid concern. I get it. Let's expand upon that. I'm curious what your tactic or at least what you might teach. You know, I think there's different severity uh, of, of this. There's a, there's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. I am always willing to have a discussion with someone about totally. anything as long as I don't get that aggressive, totally. you know, like pushback, like, mm-hmm. uh, because everything else <laughs> is going to be way into totally. it. Let's, let's use sports as an example. I'm a, I'm a huge Cubs fan. I love my team. I don't hate anybody else's team. A- don't, I don't care. I, I love my team. But if you live in the Chicagoland area, you know, there's crosstown rivalries, which doesn't make sense to me because tr- I'm a traditionalist and the American league should never play the national league until the world series, but that's something different. But <laughs> You will have, and this is both. This is this is both sides. I've seen Cubs fans do this to White Sox fans. I've seen White Sox fans do this. Cubs fans is like, oh, you're a this fan. You saw these teams. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is like, where did that yep. come from? Like, yep. I can't totally. even bring up a player's name or something like that. Now expand upon that to something more important, like you know, politics, the economy, all that stuff, things like that, or you know, your profession. Mm-hmm. Somebody starts to get after you like that. I would love to discuss two people with different viewpoints calmly being like, but this is what I think and here's why. Oh, but totally. this is what I think. I would love that. That's never really what's totally. going to happen. Never, never. So when you never. get someone who is more towards that aggressive side, which is hard to do in te- text, does not have inflection. You nailed it. So people, basically the comment is whatever you want it to sound like in your yep. own head. So I, I think that's another uh, uh, layer of it is how do mm-hmm. I address what I think that person is saying to me or the way they're saying. Yeah, but what, totally. let's start with just someone who is just straight up, I'm going to be a jerk and just call someone out on the, this kind of thing. What is your recommendation there? Ignore it. 
Okay. I know that's hard to say or hard to do, but there's a few things here. So if someone comes to your page, number, let me back it up. Like you said, it's difficult to convey inflection, tonality, things like that. It's missed, especially if you're just writing something out. Yeah. So number one, I will do the best that I can when I am writing something and to not to be meek in my position, but also like you said, one, I don't hate things. I'm just like, I don't care. Oops. I don't care what you're doing. This is what I stand for. So when I work with people, I have them start off with that. It's just like coaching. All right. We don't tell people, don't let your knees go in. Don't let your knees go in. Cause then they're focused on that. Give them a positive cue, ideally, you know, an external cue, but we give them a positive cue. So when people are creating content, I tell them to start off with that. So many people start off and they're like, I hate this or like, don't do this. And I'm like, but also that's going to attract negative energy because you're putting out a negative energy. We attract what we are, not what we want. So number one, I'm going to have them focus on creating content and putting out content that just reflects their opinion. What they, it's not about, oh, I hate this. I don't think it doesn't draw attention to the opposition because I don't care about that. And it's framed in a positive. When I say positive, it doesn't mean like, you know, sunshine and rainbows, but framed in a positive way. What can people actually do? We're not here to bitch. We're here to provide solutions, right? So I'm going to have them focus on that. Number one, number two, if they've done that, right, they've focused on themselves first and what they can do to mitigate these kind of negative um, interactions. If someone comes to their page and writes this long ass thing on their, um, you know, comment, delete it. And I know people are like, but what that person that wrote that long thing is not trying to have a discussion with you. They're looking for attention. They're looking for validation. They're typically looking for more community, right? It all goes back to people want to have more friends. And so whether they're, whether they're like, I will get attention from this person by posting this, or maybe I'll get more eyes on this that agree with me and make more friends by putting it on their, you know, in their comment section. It's like selling a CD at someone's concert. It's tacky. Don't do that. Right? <laughs> don't do that. But it's exactly what it's like. You're just handing out your, don't do that. <laughs> so for me, I will just, I honestly don't hardly ever get this. I can count on one hand how many times I've been trolled, but I've learned just delete the comment. If you feel that deleting the comment will make that person be more aggressive, then just leave it and don't do anything with it. If that person really wanted to have a conversation, they would DM you. And then if you really are like, I want to talk to this person, you call them on the phone because you nailed it. You cannot have this back. So much is lost in written, written text and like, how do they say it? What's going on? So if they truly want to have a discussion, you have a private discussion because people will be like, oh, let's go on Instagram live. No, because then you have the same nonsense of like the, I have my army with me and I'm trying to prove you wrong. If you truly want to have a discussion, then let's talk on the phone or let's meet up if you really, really want that. The rest of it is literally people looking for attention, people looking for more community. Delete it. Ignore it. If you really want, then you want to move it into the DMs, then just say, hey, would love to discuss this in the DMs. Uh, but that's how I have always taught people to handle. That's how I have personally always handled it. I like that tactic because I'm a big fan of comeuppance. So when somebody like wants that. to be smart, snarky, my brain fritzes and it's like, totally. 
Oh, <laughs> so and I need to work on that. Trust me, I understand my flaws. But um, that's a great tactic. Is you don't even have to read the whole comment. Just be right like, now. hey, if you want to discuss this further, let's go in the D- we, uh, DM me and we can do it. Now it's on them. It's and a- if they truly want attention, more than likely they won't DM you. Exactly. So that's They're a really good point. I, I like that tactic yeah. a lot. They're not going to DM you. And then I would, uh, I would quickly look to move it to, and I don't know, how, you know, if you're not comfortable giving out your phone call, your phone number, and you have a business line, do that. Like move that if they really want move that to a phone conversation mm-hmm. as quickly as you can. If they, you really want to have a discussion, because it's just going to end up one, they may, if they're better, they're nicer, they may move it to the DMS and then it just goes back and forth. And you're like, nothing got accomplished here. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I like what you had mentioned before the idea of like, start, you know, trying to figure out what your why is. I yeah. think that's such a difficult thing to be able to figure out. Yeah. Do you have any tips Totally. To helps. You can't tell someone what their why is, but no. what can we do to kind of determine what is my why? So I have a drill that I take people through and I borrowed this from Danny Matei, who I think borrowed this from maybe Precision Nutrition or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I call it the five deep drill. Uh, and what I have people do is, excuse me, I have them write out their goal. Right? What is the goal? What is the reason you want to be, in this case, using Instagram? And so they could say, I want a lot of followers. It can be as, you know, objective, tangible as they want. I want a lot of followers. I want to make more revenue uh, in my business. I want more clients. Cool. Right. So I have them write that down. More more clients. M-O-A-R clients. Right. Because that means better clients as well. (laughs) See the duality of that word. So more clients is their goal. And then I will have them ask this question five times of why. So I want more clients. Why do you want more clients? And they have to write that out. And then why do you want that? And then, okay, so it's more clients and I want more clients because that's more revenue. Okay, cool. Uh, why do you want more revenue? Uh, so that I can be able to be more control of my time, right? More time. Okay, why do you want more time? Uh, so that I can spend it how I want, okay? This is called the five deep. Drill? Five deep drill. Yeah, it's like the five-year-old drill. I yep. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why? 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 It's effective. It is. Like why if anybody, you- let me expand upon that. If anybody has a small child, they make they don't make you feel stupid. You realize what you don't know. <laughs> you realize what you don't know. Yeah. What's What's this, Dad? Oh, it's this. Blah blah blah. Well, why? Mm-hmm. It's like this. It's the color red. Why is it red? I don't even know how to answer that, but you get like this thought yes. process really kicks into I gear. That. I, I, I'm gonna I switch like the, the name. idea of that. I'm going to switch the name to the five-year-old drill because that's cool. actually better. People understand that. All right. So if we end up with, you know, because I want to be able to spend the time how I want. And why do you want that? Because I want more time with my family. Yeah. And suddenly you get to, okay, right? So we're looking at the bottom of this, more time with family. Okay. Awesome. So- we went from, I want more clients to, I want more time with my family. I care about my family. So suddenly we have two options from here, which I really love. I will have people look at that and I'm saying, you want more time with your family. And this ties back into what you said about kind of not being necessary. I'm like, does that mean that you need to do more Instagram posts or do you need to just cut some other stuff out of your life and just go hang out with your family more? Because sometimes people have the answer and they think they need to do actually more. And right? we know more is not better, better is better. 
So if you come to that final goal and you're just like, maybe you actually should take off some of that other stuff and take away some of that other stuff. And like, actually you can now have more time with your family. If that's not an option and they're like, no, no, these things stay cool. Then every time you post or every time you show up and and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. You go back and you're like, I want more time with my family. This is why I'm doing this. And so maybe then you just put a time, par- time parameter on things, right? Parkinson's law is very real. Work expands to fill the time it's allotted. So if you're like, I want more time with my family, I, I, I know I have to do this post, then suddenly you give yourself 15 minutes to do the post. You're not like, I'm going to do as long as it takes. No, you're like, I'm going to do 15 minutes. And what comes out in there, it comes out in there. And I'm doing this because I want more time with my family. And that is what will help people keep going. Yeah. You snuck in a really good time management tip is actually yeah. time yourself. Yes. Because if simple. you need, if you give yourself an hour to do something, take an hour. That takes five minutes long. <laughs> yep. take, this is this is the whole concept we're seeing right now with people going back to the office with work. Yes. Is, and this started with Tim Ferriss years ago with the four hour work. Yep, week. that book changed idea, my life. Like I know so many people, they go into an office for eight hours. They don't have eight hours worth of work. No. And and nobody feasibly could do eight hours worth exactly. of work too, but they're filling time basically. Yes. That's a really good extra tip Nailed to throw it. in there as well. Yeah. Nailed Let, it. Let's talk about posting too, because yeah. I've seen different things. You know, I, I, I will say this, um, a very positive thing that happened a couple of years ago, I, I watched a webinar of somebody who, you know, was successful with social media and he, he did a webinar and one of the biggest things I took from it and I tried out and it did work was posting three times a day. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, yeah. is there an optimal amount of time? Because yeah. I did gain a good a, a, totally. a following. I, I gained a lot of, of, of people, but it's hard. It, mm-hmm. it, like you, you, the example you just used is spending more time with your loved ones. Yeah. Like you can't really do that. So like, that's a great thing to talk about is posting more often better. You said better is better. So I'm curious to yeah. know what you'd say about that. So the worst answer you already know, we give it all time in the healthcare field. It depends. Uh, it really depends on what your goal is. That's the answer to everything. Is. Everybody needs to accept that. <laughs> like, this is the answer. Like, it's the worst answer, but it's also the answer. So yes, posting more a day, two to three times a day is going to be quote unquote better. Uh, when I first started out and was trying to grow things, that's exactly what I did. Um, I had the bandwidth to do it. I don't have kids. Uh, you know, it was just me. I was working a full-time job, but I would just like figure out during the day when I could do this. Uh, so yes, from a tactical perspective on Instagram, kind of best practices, posting two to three times a day is better, whether it's because the, you know, whatever the algorithm is, favors uh, it. I know that it. word. I, I was like, <laughs> It had to come up. It had to come up. I need like a ding noise or something like that. I'm going to throw that in there if I can. The air horn. (laughs) So whether it's because of those things, um, it is helpful. A few things with that though. Number one, it is when I teach people and I coach people, I encourage them to post every day and I tell them to do it for themselves, not for the A word not for growth, but because it will help them become super clear on what they want to be talking about, how they want to be talking about it. Uh, it, makes it, fa- it makes you faster at making posts. You build a habit and suddenly you're like, I can do this quickly. I can refine this process, but also it allows you to start seeing the entire world in terms of postable content. So before where you were like scrounging for things, now you're like, oh, I can make that into a post. I can make that into a post. So it makes you more efficient and better at this thing. So yes, posting more is better from a tactical perspective, but from a growth, personal growth, um, 
figuring out your why, identifying your message, clarifying your message, getting confident in your message, it is very helpful with that for that. When I coach people, I will tell them, start off by committing to whatever you, whatever is sustainable for you. So people will be like, what's the best, right? Is what's the best thing to do? Should I do like reels or this? And the best thing, just like with exercise movement is the thing you're going to stick to. So when I first started, I, my account largely grew because I did these things called daily maestroisms, which was like a text on top of a, like my logo. Mm -hmm. And then I explained things in the caption. I went with that because I saw Tim, uh, not Tim Ferriss, Tim Zemanski, Waddock, um, doing this. He was doing Project 365, um, which is a video every day. And I saw K-Star doing also his, you know, mobility project, uh, which was also a video every day. And I was like, I don't have the time to do that. I can't do a video every day. Like they were kind of doing things through YouTube. And I was like, I have no desire to do that. Video was also also only 15 seconds at that time. Right? This is like, I'm old. Instagram only had 15 seconds long. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this, but I could do this quote with this text card. Uh, and I did that for a thousand days in a row. And I was like, what can I commit to doing? I didn't really have a goal. I was like, I'm going to do it for at least a year. And we'll see what happens. Uh, so when I, people start off, I'm like, you need to, the best thing is going to be the thing that you can actually commit to. And you can allow yourself to build a habit, right? We have to build a habit before we look to optimize that habit. So when people are like, what's the best way to do it? The way that you're going to stick with. So you actually develop the habit. So yes, posting three, two to three times a day is nice. Uh, you know, in terms of the tactical side of things, but what's going to help you the most is always longevity, uh, especially since it's a long play game with Instagram. And so in that regard, commit, start off by committing to whatever is actually feasible for you. If that's once a day, awesome. If that's three times a week, awesome. You start with that. And then we can absolutely look to do more. Remembering that that daily posting that I suggest is first and foremost for you. So you can identify your message so that you can refine your process so that you can gain more confidence and gain more clarity. Excellent. Yeah. I uh, love that you kind of jumped into uh, that. I think you're like, Epic maestroism now is the algorithms thing too. And it's <laughs> yeah. so funny because Christina was the one who to tell me after she took the intensive that you do that is you kind of like fake screaming <laughs> in the skies. And I independently, that's what I said too, because you yeah. would see people all over the place be like, oh, the algorithms are messing oh, up my blah, blah, blah. And like that. Talk about that a little bit. Is there like you do research on this stuff? People should yeah. know. Like you do investigate, you look at a totally. lot of this stuff. It's not just you did really well on Instagram. You look into this stuff. And I've heard people just like, oh, well, the algorithm did this to my feed and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, is there anything to that? I mean, of course there's algorithms. There's great yeah. calculus with any sort of computerized Absolutely. app or anything like that. But how much is an algorithm trying to screw you over? I don't think it's necessarily, I, I want to say, I don't think it's intentionally trying to screw anyone over, though no, I think some people machine, may, so I, hope I think not. some people may be like, it's, you know, but biased. But uh, that aside, Instagram is, number two things. Number one, Instagram is a long play game. And so I like to think of it, if we liken it to current events, I like to think of it more as investing in like mutual funds or index funds and leaving it in there for 10 years as opposed to being a day trader or being like, I am going to invest in uh, Bitcoin or something like that. And like be like changing it and checking it every day. Right? Because there, 
if we look at something that's over a long period of time, it all evens out. And like, sometimes it'll be great. And sometimes they're like, may not be so great. But overall, we're trending positive. That would be like, you know, your long-term, your index funds and things like that. Whereas if you're looking at it day to day, you're like, this is bad. It's not working. I'm going to change and do this. This is good. It's working. I'm going to do that. Oh, that didn't stop working. And you're like, what? Whereas if you just stick with it, Mm -hmm. you will see that overall gradual growth. It is a long-term or long-term, you know, play. I also want to remind people that we're all doing it. We're all using it. So people will be like, the algorithm is bad right now. I'm like, I'm on Instagram as well. So when your numbers are down, down, well, mine are probably down as well. The difference is that I kept going. The difference is that these other people kept going. They didn't stop and say, oh, this thing isn't working. I think like we said kind of earlier, um, you know, why, why do people do what other people are doing? Because part of it is they want ease. And so it's very easy to blame the algorithm when in reality, I'm like, your post is dry as toast. That's actually why no one likes it. Also, (laughs) you're bad at what you do. I have yet to see someone who is truly so good at what they do and not experiencing some sort of success. It's, you know, there's gradations of it, but I've yet, and they stuck with this thing. I've yet to see that, like, Yes, there's some people that maybe are like, how are you doing so well? And they do some marketing tactics, things like that. But like I said earlier, results are steroids for marketing. And you stick with something long enough, you get enough results for people. And then you share that. Other people take note. They notice it, whether it's other people in your field or you're going B2C kind of business to consumer and it's consumers noticing, they will take Note. So I think, you know, blaming the algorithm is really, a, number one, a very lazy way, a very lazy thing to do. It's a nice, nice scapegoat. Flip side of that, using the algorithm as like a coach and being like, here's how you beat it, is also just playing to those, those same lazy demographic that's like, I want a quick win. I don't really want to have to do the work. So we're all using Instagram. The way that you quote unquote beat it is keep going. And number two, be good at what you do. You ever seen Meet the Robinsons? No. It's a great, very underrated Disney movie. Okay. <laughs> very fantastic. Christina loves it. She got me on it. Uh, we just watched it the other day, but they use a great Walt Disney quote, which is keep moving forward. And one of the best scenes in it is one of the characters fails to fix something and the family around him celebrates it. You failed. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah. Because failure teaches you something. Failure yields knowledge. And I always, that always sticks with me. And every time you talk about this, that's what I think of is keep moving forward. Just keep going. Just, just keep, keep going. going. You're going to trip and fall on your face, but you'll just heal and just keep going. That's it. Right? Just keep going. You know, I, I, to borrow a quote from James Olivia, who I spoke about earlier, uh, they said, mind your business and do what you came to do. This ties into that, you know, picture of, I think it's Michael Phelps. I really, I got to look it up after this, but if you're looking at other people's stuff as you're going, you're like, they didn't fail it. It's not about that. Mind your business, do what you came to do. Just keep going. I like that quote. Mind your business, do what you came to do. do. If, if, if only we would all heed that advice in all aspects of life. Nosy people need hella nosy. (laughs) You ever been with someone and they want to let, they see something going on and they want to be like, I need to say something. Be like, what are you doing? No, no, immediately. No, what are you talking about? (laughs) Immediately. No, you don't need to say anything. (laughs) So my new pastime, you, you, you probably know this, but my new pastime is, is, is cubing. So I've been playing around with, with the Rubik's cube. I see it. 
they they refer to some of the moves as algorithms, and I can't get your voice oh, out of my head yeah. whenever I see that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Is that so that when I, I had looked into you know, Ruby's Cube stuff and it's like when you see the masters that do it and they're like, it's a pattern and you learn the pattern and then you can like, you see it, you, you know, see what you're, you assess what you're starting and then you're like, okay, here's how it fits in. Is that how you solve it? Is that essentially, yeah, there's, there's methods of doing it. There's one more, there's a more popular method, which is basically solving it layer by layer. I actually think this sounds a lot like rehabilitation to me is mm-hmm. like you get the scramble and there's yeah. 43 quintillion possibilities for the orientations of, of the cube. There's a lot, right? It's a lot like working with a human being. Yeah. I think if I can dr- pull it back, it's akin to what you were, you're talking about as well as jumping onto social media. You find out what orientation you're dealing with and you start and you move layer by layer. Yeah. There is the first few steps are very intuitive. You basically have to figure out how to get pieces where you want them to be. When you get to this top layer and you're trying to orient the color of the faces, that's where you start to use these kind of set algorithms that are, they're based on the, the presentation that you're seeing right then and there. You're seeing this presentation, so I use this move sequence. I love basically. that. Basically, the most popular method is called CFOP. Um, and that, that's kind of the basis is you solve the first two layers, and that, which is a little bit more intuitive than it is memorizing, which, which I like, because that's kind of yeah. what rehab is. That's kind of what social media is yeah. like, is you got to kind of get a feel for it, see what's yes. working, see what's not. Totally. And then you start to gain that routine. You fix it. You get a follow-up visit with somebody. You've already done an examination. You know what you want to do with them. You don't need to explore as much. You go back to what was working and just do that. That's your algorithms and you solve, you solve it, basically. Just, I think it's, it's the same with it. social media. It is. I, this is why it's, it's cool, fascinating totally. to me is I think you can apply this, this model to just about anything 100%, in life. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I love that. It's also giving me something to do with my hands. So <laughs> I don't, I don't Can you do it with your eyes closed? No, but that's fun to watch somebody be able to do it. Wow. And you know, the way that, 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 that co- competitors do that is now like, a, you ever heard of like a mind palace and like assigning, uh, mm-hmm. like memorization tricks, assigning, okay. uh, okay. um, uh, like, words or letters uh-huh. or pictures totally. or things. Totally. What, what a, a speed cuber does when they're doing it blindfold, they look at the orientation and they're assigning the, cu- the, the pieces and the colors with certain numbers, letters, something Gosh, like that. So that they can remember. So basically they know the sequence they want to go yeah. into, they blindfold and do it. And they just do it. I, I've seen, there are, there are blindfolded speed cubers that are faster than I am with, with my eyes open. That's so fine. I'm still working on it. I'm not trying to compete or anything, but it's fun. But it's, I think it's such a really cool um, allegory to life is yeah. like just trying to figure stuff out, trying to work with it. And one of the biggest things, and I think this goes with uh, what you've been saying, because I want to try to bring it back because we're yeah, losing we're a lot good. of the audience right now. Uh, not at all. Like, this is cool. Is... I used to think it's impossible to solve a cube is like, you just had to figure out and do it. I still get people who comment when they see me doing it. There is a way to do it. You just have to find the way to do it. And I think that applies to what you're saying here is there's a way to do it. And the way to do it is unique to you as the individual. You just have to find it. Yeah. You have to be willing to put in the work and practice and do it again and again and again. Ties back into what you said as well, where if you don't like, solving Rubik's cubes. You don't have to don't do it. I <laughs> love it. Like I don't, it. it's got me stop looking at my phone all the time when I don't need yeah. to, I'm just messing around. Like I thought I'd get bored with it after, you know, nine months. I have not. So nailed it. it. Yeah. That is me in, in social media, me and Instagram. 
I, like, I love it. I do it so much because I love it. And so yeah. when people are like, I hate this, and I'm like, then don't do it. And don't do it. I, I love that because <laughs> going back to what I was saying before is the idea like it's something that is so ever present in our life now. It almost seems like you have to. And it's nice to see someone like you who coaches people on this say, you don't have to. You don't have you to. You don't. You need to understand yeah. what you want to do with it. So yeah, if you yeah. can't, you pick a number. If there is a top five, top one, whatever, is some, let's imagine somebody's first getting on social media. And we didn't really talk about this, but you're very specific to Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Instagram is one of the better ones I've, I've yeah. used uh, ever. I like it's it. Nicer. It, is, it is nicer. nicer. Yeah. But if you had to give somebody a, a certain amount of uh, you know, small pieces of advice, what are the first things you would tell someone to do? Hmm. I would say, I'm writing it down. I have a, a whiteboard with me. Yeah, she's doing uh, so taking that, notes as we're talking. Yeah, it yeah. makes this way I don't forget. You take more notes than my students. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to go off topic. So uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah, like we don't love rants. Like, I, <laughs> we, just, we just talked about the Rubik's Cube for like a solid seven But minutes. it tied in, John. <laughs> it tied in. So it's fine. <laughs> I would say... Um, actually, I'm going to back it up one second and present a positive there, which is the, I totally agree. Instagram is nicer. Uh, and part of that is in this case, because of the A word, it is because of the algorithm and it, it links, you know, ties similar things together. It presents things. It wants you to stay on longer. It's, yeah. it's business at the end of the day. It wants you to use the platform longer. So it's going to show your stuff and show you stuff, things that you like uh, and things that you're more interested in, things, you, things that you think you'd be more interested in. So if you're creating content, it's going to be showing that to people that are pretty much typically interested in similar things as you. They're similar to you. And so you, def- you don't get like, shown to some like random, like those things exist on the platform, but like you don't get put into that section. So you t- it just tends to be a friendlier uh, friendlier platform. The good side of that creepy. Exactly. Like, right. Is the good side. Yeah. Cause I, side. I looked up these like digital business cards that you see now and then mm-hmm. I'm inundated with those ads now. Yeah. And it's like, that is, that's what I was looking is. at. You exactly. Know, I on, I'm like, clicked on a profile. Now I see all of them. I try to use it to my advantage. Like I definitely have bought many things from Instagram. I'm like, I am the part person that buys things. I like the ads, send them to me. You, if you don't like the ads, by the way, you can click the little dots and say, don't show me this ad anymore. So as you're listening, if you're like, I hate this, I don't need that razor, whatever, uh, click the dots and say, don't show this to me. And it won't show it to you anymore. So you have that, you can control this. Uh, But in terms of, for those folks that are just starting out, uh, number one, I would say, start off with a why. And the why could be like, I just want to try it. I want to have fun, but just identify that. I think that's super important. Uh, Number two, I would say, I have one written down, but I'm going to switch it. Number two, I would say curate your experience. Okay. What do you mean by that? So curate your experience. You're going to be on this thing. So I want you to unfollow or mute or don't follow in the first place people who you compare yourself to, people who make you feel bad about yourself, people that you are hate following. Hate following is a very real thing. And that's when you follow someone just to like see what they're doing. And then you're like, oh, John has time to do Rubik's Cube. Must be nice. <laughs> Don't follow him if it triggers you. You get to choose, right? So curate your experience. Um, For all my movement professionals that are listening to this, you don't have to follow your peers. 
Right? People tend to think like I should follow them. I'm like, why? Are they teaching you something new? Are they enhancing your life? No, don't follow them. You already know what they're going to say. Typically, when we follow our peers, then we start to think, oh, I, I can't post this because it's already been said. And it's like, of course, it's been said. You're following people you went to school with. Like you're following people that are part of your job. So if you like them and you'd hang out with them in person and you're friends with them, cool. If you're just following them because you think you're supposed to be following them, stop. Because it's actually going to typically stifle your creativity. Uh, my feed is full of like cats. I enjoy following cat accounts, cake decorating accounts, my friends, pictures of California, lots of volleyball now. I follow lots of volleyball accounts. Fake origin stories for other Jeeps. Yes. I mean... That's branding, John. It's branding. <laughs> <laughs> branding. Uh, so I curate my, my experience, and I, I would say, number one, figure out your why. Number two, curate your experience. Uh, number three, as it relates to, like, if you're going to be creating content, then show up in the way that works for you, right? It's, it shouldn't be, and commit to what you can commit to. If you're like, I can only post once a week, then go with that. You don't, you don't need a, sweat, a stretch goal or anything like that because you're going to stop. You're going to start feeling bad about yourself. I can't keep up with this. And don't do that. If you're like, I can only post sporadically. Cool. Then do that. And again, accept, take, take radical responsibility for the outcome. You can't be like, I want to grow at the same rate that John did when he had post, was posting three times a week or three times a day, but I'm only going to post three times a month. That's not, that's not right, right. We have to take radical responsibility for our, out, our actions and the outcome of that actions. Uh, and then the last thing would just be keep going. That is the Rubik's Cube. I figure start with their assessment and then you, you can figure this thing out, but you have to keep going and keep practicing. There will be some quote unquote failures if you want to view it that way, or you can view it as just lessons learned along the way, but you have to keep going. So four steps. Number one, establish your why. Number two, curate your experience. Number three, determine what's feasible for you. And then number four, keep going. Like that. That's, uh, again, something that you can just do within life as, yeah, as a whole, same. right? It's the same. Like two perfect bookends there and some good stuff in the sandwich. So excellent <laughs> stuff. Shante, if somebody wants to learn more, get better at this, be more authentic and learn more from you, how do they do that? Instagram is the easiest way. Uh, I That'd be weird email. if it wasn't. Right? Because you imagine, right. like, uh, tweet me. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is the easiest way. I'm the movement maestro over there. Maestro is spelled M-A-E-S-T-R-O. Um, the link in the bio has all the things to like my website and things like that. But if you want to go directly to the website, it's themovementmaestro.com. It's all the same. But uh, Instagram is the easiest. DM me. I love DMing. I'm up in my DMs all day long because is what I do. Uh, so that would be the best bet. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the movementmaestro.com right now. It's a great place to go, but honestly, yeah, like that's the place to be is on Instagram. If you want to talk to Maestro, uh, if you want to see the Meowstro, which we that's saw uh, a good, my guy, he, uh, he made a good appearance there as well. Too. <laughs> you want to see, you're going to kill me, Peggy, Peggy. Peggy well okay, done. Good. I don't know why my brain was like, that's not right. And that is right. Yeah. So Peggy, the Jeep, uh, see a lot of the fun stuff and also just learn from it. You know, I, I've known people that have taken the intensive course and just absolutely loved it. So, you know, if you want some coaching, you want to get better at this. And this is again, something you want to do. Yeah. Reach out to Shante and, uh, and get better at it, but keep moving forward. Right. That's it. Keep moving forward. John, thank you so much for bringing me on. Again, this has been awesome. It's nice to see your face. It's been, it's good to see, see you too. On it's been too long. Yeah. This is better. So. <laughs>
More better. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the time. I know how busy you are, but I do love getting a chance to talk to you about just about anything. My pleasure. Thank you again. Oh, 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 o